0: what that music say?
1: Yes, uh, Amos, that music say good health to all from Rexall.
2: The
3: Amos and Andy Show with Ernestine Wade, Lou Lubin, Johnny Lee, Lillian Randolph, Roy Glenn, Leo Cleary, Vince Townsend, Dorothy Dandridge, Norma Green, Jeff Alexander's music and radio's all-time favorites, Amos and Andy. <laughs> Well, with spring only a month away, the kingfisher's wife, Sapphire, decided to pitch in and really do some house cleaning. She's put up her hair in a bandana and is right now wearing slacks and an apron, and she's just come into the living room.
0: Holy smoke, Sapphire, what are you doing with that broom?
4: I'm going to use this broom to sweep up in here.
2: Oh.
0: From that outfit and the looks of you, I thought you was going to ride the thing.
4: My outfit don't call for no comments. And besides, I noticed when that young Miss Jackson across the hall wears slacks, you was always eyeing her. Now,
0: look, honey, you can make a sandwich with salami or you can make it with caviar, you know. The covering is what's the inside it
2: counts.
4: (laughs) It so happens, George Stevens, that I've been told that I got the figure of an 18-year-old girl.
0: Don't be silly. How could anybody get a figure like that in only 18 years? Now that's
4: enough. Instead of laying down there on that sofa finding fault with my figure, you could help me with my house cleaning.
0: Hmm. Some house cleaning this is. In the fall, you sweeps the dirt out of the bedroom into the living room. And in the spring, he sweeps the dirt from the living room back into the bedroom. I tell you, we got dirt in here that has crossed that threshold more times than the Chinese has crossed the 38th parallel.
4: Listen, I don't see how you can just lay there and let me do all the work. I don't see how any man can stand by and let his wife work her fingers to the bone while he does absolutely nothing. You is absolutely the laziest, no-good lover that anybody ever seen on the face of this earth. And if you think for one moment that now, I... Now, wait water... a
0: minute, Southfire, wait a minute.
2: You better close
0: that big mouth of yours, the way you was hollering, you was blowing all the dust back in the bedroom.
1: So you left the house and beat it down here to the lodge hall, huh, Kingfish?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Had to get off the firing line there. She was lobbing shells, didn't she? Yeah.
1: yeah, She really cleaning up the place, huh? Well, I guess that dump-asile of yours really needs it.
2: <laughs> hey,
1: uh, what you doing with that old rag over your
0: arm, Keith? Oh, this, uh, oh, uh, one of my old suits, isn't it? Yeah. Nice piece of material, unfinished Worcestershire, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Sapphire so was cleaning out the closet and told me to get rid of the thing. Yeah, well, that ain't a bad-looking suit. And who
1: knows? That velvet collar and the belt in the back might come back in style one of these days.
0: Yeah, well, I ain't wore the thing for two, three years. I Remember when I got the suit, though, Andy? I... I wore it the first time that I took Sapphire over, and, well, she took me over to meet her mama. Yeah. Yeah, look at there. I never did get all the bloodstains out, see there? <laughs> well, before I throw the thing out, though, I better go through the pockets know, and see what's
1: oh, in Oh, the... yeah. yeah. You never can tell when you left something in there. Might be something invaluable or something you can't... Yeah,
0: well, let's see here. Here's a half a piece of pool chalk. Here's a letter here. Hmm. I was supposed to mail this to Sapphire three years ago. <laughs> mm, here's a shut-off notice from the gas company.
1: Hey, what is this thing, Kingfish? Looked like a pawn ticket to me. Got a date on it there. December 1947.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I had a tough winter that year. I had to pawn my bridge... I tell you son I had to gum away Through a lot of pablum Before I got back On my feet that night. Yeah, well
1: There ain't nothing In this stuff here That's gonna put you On easy street
0: uh, yeah. Say what's this card here Look like half of it Been tore off here yeah. yeah what is the thing Some kind of advertisement Or something to say here Are you interested Call Lehigh 75432 For the best in town No charge <laughs> hmm. Can't make out the rest of it, and it's too off
1: here. Hmm, look like they're giving something away. I answered one of them things once and got a can of kennel ration.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, Kingfish, you must have been saving that card for some reason.
0: Yeah, I wonder what it could be. Wait a minute, hand me that phone, Dan. I think I'll call up and fuel around, see what this best in town could be here, you know. Yeah, man, after all, they say it's free. They're giving it
1: away all rotten. Oh,
0: sure. <laughs> think, uh... yeah.
1: Listen... When you speak to them, tell them that you want three or four of the best-in-town kingfish.
0: Hello? Uh, hello, uh, is you the people that is advertising that you got the, uh, best-in-town? That's right. Well, uh, your Ed and I is interested. Now, uh, uh these best-in-towns you got over there, they good good-sized best-in-towns, ain't they? I don't want get no skippy ones, you know, uh... <laughs>
4: Oh, well, we have all sizes. You know how
0: it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. I uh, didn't want to take no chance. Excuse me a minute. Uh, say, Andy, uh, whatever it is, they got all sizes. <laughs> well, uh,
1: if they have shoes, ask them if they got any 14 and a half.
0: Well, uh, say, Miss, I'm very interested in this thing. I wonder if you could tell me just what. I'm wh- sorry, uh, but Mr.
2: Cunningham,
4: who is in charge of the office, is out right now. Why don't you leave your name and number, and I'll have him call you back and give you all the information.
0: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, have him call me because I'm very interested. Uh, my name is George Stevens, and uh, you can uh, call me uh, here at uh, Lennox uh, uh, 78043.
4: I'll have him call you. Goodbye.
0: Uh, goodbye. Well, then, a uh, fellow by the name of Mr. Cunningham going to call me back.
1: Yeah, well, I don't guess he's going to call back right away. Yeah. Let's go out to lunch. My stomach is so hungry it's snapping at my liver.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Andy, come on, let's go and eat something.
1: Yeah, you know, this thing might work out fine. And whatever the best in town is, I think we ought to split it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Lightning, you mean to say my husband ain't here?
0: I am uh, sorry, Miss Stevens, but uh, Mrs. Stevens and Andy just left the lodge hall here about ten minutes ago. Hmm.
4: I got a lot of work for him to do at home, and he goes gallivanting around with that bum, Andy Brown. I'm going in his office and leave him a note. Ah, uh, yes, ma'am. Now, his office is right... I know where his office is at. Uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I just said... Uh... I'll find a pencil here, and I'll leave that loafer a note. Hello?
3: Hello? This is Mr. Cunningham. I'm trying to reach you, Mr. George Stevens. He called me a short while ago.
4: Well, he ain't here right now. Is there any message?
1: Well, uh, could you have him call me back again? He said he was very interested in our service. My girl tells me that he was quite excited about it.
4: Well, what service is this that he's so excited about?
1: Why, I have a Lonely Hearts Club.
2: We <laughs> advertise.
1: we have the best clients in town. A Lonely
4: Hearts Club? Yes.
1: And incidentally... I wonder if you could tell me just what kind of a girl Mr. Stevens prefers.
4: That's all, brother. (laughs) (laughs) That bald headed old goat. (laughs) There's one rover boy that's come to the end of the trail.
0: Let me get in the apartment here. Funny that Mr. Cunningham never called me back at the office. I'd like to have one of them best in town. Oh, well, probably just free corn plasters or something like that.
4: George, get in here, you no good loafing bum. I want to talk to you.
0: Well, divorce of the snapping turtle.
4: Did I
0: do something wrong, honey?
4: Don't you pull that innocent stuff on me. I happened to be in your office when that Mr. Cunningham returned your call. Oh,
0: well, uh, what was it about, honey?
4: You know very well what it was about. The idea of you, a married man, going to a lonely hearts club. Why, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. But, honey, I... And after being married for 22 years, I want an explanation and I want it now, you old
2: buzzard.
0: <laughs> well, I was only trying... That's a Well, now, listen, honey, I didn't know nothing about that most cunning Cunningham running no lonely horse club. Now, look here. I just found this card in my pocket. See there? All it say on there is the best in town. I think I was going to get something free or something. You see, the thing is torn, honey. I didn't know what it was. It's just curious about the number. I swear that's the truth. Well, well,
4: George, maybe you is telling the truth for once. Of course I is, honey. Now, please put that flat iron back in the kitchen, will
2: you? <laughs>
0: Now, let's talk this thing over sensible honest, honey. I innocent. I didn't know it was no lonely horse club. If I wants to be lonely, I don't need to go outside. I got you.
4: (laughs) Well, all right, George. But let me warn you if I ever catch you so much as even looking at another woman, it'll be the last thing you ever do. I tell you, George Stevens, I'm gonna have your undying love and devotion if I have to put you in the cemetery to get it.
1: I guess the kingfish ain't coming down to the lodge all this afternoon. I'm going to have to take my nap by myself. Well, just as well. With both of us snoring in here, we're getting a lot of complaints from the neighbors. Well, I guess I'll... Oh, that must be the kingfish. Come on in, you old goat.
5: Oh, excuse me. I'm looking for George Stevens.
1: Yeah, well, the thing is, uh, uh... Hello.
5: Uh, How do you do? I I was sent over here by uh, Mr. Cunningham.
1: Uh, Yeah, well, uh, I don't know who you is, but I'd sure like to thank Mr. Cunningham.
5: Uh, uh, No, uh, Mr. Cunningham from the Lonely Hearts Club.
1: Oh, oh, so this is what they meant by the best in town. Boy, they wasn't kidding, was they? (laughs) But uh, tell me this: Why is a beautiful gal like you messing around with a lonely hearts club?
5: Well, my name is Brenda Thomas, and and uh, you see, I just moved into town, and I didn't know anybody here. And Mr. Cunningham has such a fine clientele. I thought I might meet some cultured and refined gentlemen. You see, I've just been so so very lonely since I've been in town. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: You see, uh, uh...
5: Uh, uh... What's the matter? Is there something wrong?
1: No, no. I just have a little trouble getting my breath. That's... <laughs> oh, uh,
5: yes, well, it's very nice of you to talk to me like this. Uh, but I'm looking for Mr. George Stevens. Can you tell me where I can find him?
1: Well, you see, I, I uh... Ha! Uh... <laughs> ha! <laughs> <laughs> Shake hands with Georgie boy. <laughs>
5: Stevens.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right, honey. Uh, now, uh, sit down here on the sofa and tell me all about yourself. You see, I is free this evening, and I figured first that me and you could have some dinner.
5: Oh, that sounds wonderful.
1: Yeah, well, uh, sit closer, honey.
5: <laughs> you mean like this? <laughs>
1: yeah, now,
5: uh,
1: uh, I will. Uh, yeah, I think you better sit back where you was. I haven't got reason for it.
4: There you are, Miss Stevens. I has your hair all set. Oh, thank you, Mabel. You always do it so nice. That's why I like to have you work on it when I come here. Step right over here, Miss Stevens, and sit under the dryer. Now here's a vacant one right next to Miss Thompson. Oh, thank you, Mabel. Oh, are you having your hair done, too, miss? Yes, I have a date
5: tonight. Well. Well, 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 how exciting. I haven't seen you around before. No, I'm new in town. But I was so lucky. I met the most attractive single man. And, oh, he's so nice. Well, you're very, very lucky, my dear, because, you know, you just can't trust a man these days.
2: Yeah. Well, this
5: one is different. He's uh, Well, he's just such a dreamboat. (laughs) I've never met a man quite like George before. His name is George? (laughs) Uh, Yes, I I hate to admit it, but I met him through a Lonely Hearts Club. Oh, you dropped your purse on the floor. Is there something wrong? Oh, no, no.
4: No, I just got the craziest thought. I I wondered if you'd mind my asking... that is, I mean, uh, I hope you don't think I'm silly, but... <laughs> but this single attractive dream boat you met,
5: does his last name happen to be Stevens? Uh, that's right, George Stevens. Do you know him? Well, slightly, but I'm certainly
4: looking forward to our next meeting. Good day.
2: <laughs>
4: oh, dear, is there
2: something wrong?
4: I don't know what happened. Well, there must be something wrong. It's the first time one of our customers ever walked out with the dryer still on her head.
1: Uh, Kingfish, uh, you say you still ain't been able to speak to Sapphire, huh?
0: Uh, no, Andy, uh, she won't talk to me. She done locked me out. No. Oh, yeah, she got a lawyer, and, uh, she gonna sue me for separation. Yeah, cause she got a process server out looking for me now. No fooling. Oh, yeah, process server. Got a summons from her. Oh, yeah, well, he, he, uh, he's a mean-looking fellow. Got a face on him like a bulldog. He's about six feet tall.
1: Yeah, well, listen, Kingfish. Why don't you
0: let me take
1: the gal up there and spleen everything to Sapphire?
0: Oh, nothing doing, Andy. If she gonna take this attitude toward me, I gonna stand my ground. Yeah, huh? though. Yeah, that's the whole trouble with our marriage. There ain't no faith in the thing. If she wants it that way, that's all right with me. And to think that this whole thing happened on account of that card in my pocket, that I don't even know how it got there.
1: And you say you've been able to duck the process over up in an hour, huh?
0: Oh, yeah. When you as doys as many summons as I is, you can tell them a mile off. <laughs> when I spot one, my nose starts twitching like a Chesapeake Bay retriever, boy. Well, look, who's coming across the street here, will you? Yeah, well, it's our old friend uh, Shorty the Barber there. Hey, hey come in here. Yeah. Unlock the door there and let him in yeah. Yeah, I'll do that.
1: Well, hello Shorty. how are
2: you oh i'm a happy kid
0: i'm a gay fellow i'm a joyous boy i I'm, I'm really a happy lad i i'm, I'm, a, I'm a, boy i am i a mess <laughs> What's wrong with you, Shorty? Oh, it's, it's the most horrible. It's, it's just the most terrible thing. It's, it's breaking my heart. I I don't think I can stand it. It's just about the worst. Oh me! <laughs>
1: hey,
2: well, Shorty, what is it?
1: Well, it's it's the worst. You ain't got no idea how I've. You see the thing is, I I got it. You see there there's a blah, blah, blah. ain't that
0: awful. <laughs>
1: Listen, Shorty, listen. I never see you this
0: broke up in your life. What is the matter? Well, if it's something I've got to do and I can't do it, I, I just can't. Well, now, listen, Shorty, in life, when you've got to do something, you've got to do it. You've just got to have the courage. And anyway, nothing in the world could be that bad.
1: I'm glad you think so, Kingfish.
6: Here's the summons. <laughs>
3: This looks to be the most serious breach the Kingfish and Sapphire ever had. Sapphire's suit for separate maintenance is on the court calendar. And right now, Kingfish and his lawyer Calhoun are meeting with Sapphire in her attorney's office to discuss a property settlement.
6: Now, as a counselor for Mrs. Stevens, I call this property settlement to order. And I hope that both parties will conduct themselves as amicably as possible. After all, both parties are mature adults. He ain't und- nothing but a mature bum.
4: All that stuff is mine.
0: Don't you call me no bum. You shut your big fat mouth.
4: That
0: stuff belongs to me
6: just as much as it do you.
4: Why, you big loafer? Mr. I...
6: Stevens, please put down that inkwell.
4: <laughs>
6: oh, that's better. Now, Mr. Calhoun, as attorney for Mr. Stevens, are you prepared to represent him in this property settlement? Is I prepared? Counselor, I am prepared to meet you as lawyer to lawyer and repudiate every one of your legal arguments point by point. That's fine. Now, Counselor, before we proceed here, what would you say to a nola contendere or judicium? No, thanks. Never touch the stuff while I'm working.
2: Yeah,
0: my boy really know what to doing today. He really ought to be more. Eh?
2: Now,
6: regarding the settlement, I have here a list of the possessions which my client feels should revert to her. Yeah, and I got a list of the junkyard that my client wants. Now, first of all, my client demands the silverware. Now, wait a minute here. That silverware belonged to me.
0: It's a family heirloom that was handed down to me by my ancestors. It was not. It was, too. That silverware has been in our family since my father was a busboy at the Astor. I know
2: it
6: they concede the silverware. We got them on the run, King Feet.
2: <laughs> Now,
6: the next thing on the list is the linens to it. Two chenille bedspreads, four pillowcases, four blankets, three and a half sheets, and one lace tablecloth. The other half of the sheet.
4: That all belongs to me.
6: Yes, yes, it's a customary to award the linens to the woman. Now for the Furniture. One living room suite?
4: I bought that when I worked in the department store.
6: One bedroom set?
4: I bought that when I worked in a doctor's office.
6: One stove and one refrigerator?
4: I bought them when I worked in a defense plant.
3: Kingfish, ain't you never worked no place, you bong?
2: <laughs>
0: now, wait a minute here, Calhoun. Wait a minute here. You was my lawyer. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm I, I,
0: I telling you one thing. You ain't getting away with that living room sofa. I got squatters rights on that thing. I've been sleeping on that thing for seven years, and it reverts to me under the Homestead Act. It does
2: not.
4: That's mine, too. Now, see here, see here. I registered a protest that these whole proceedings is biased and
6: discriminatory and against the best interests of my client. I moved that the property in its entirety revert to my client and my client alone. On what ground? Don't get
2: nosy, bub. (laughs) (laughs) Now,
4: looky here. Everything in that house I done bought in paper, and this no-good husband of mine ain't entitled to nothing.
0: Yeah, well, don't forget I've got my rights as a husband and I'll take this thing to the Supreme Court. I ain't letting no woman push me around. Please, please. You ain't getting nothing, you can't? Okay? I certainly
6: is getting something, and I tell you ain't no woman gonna push me around. Counselor, can't you do something to stop them? No, let them go, no, no, I might get a salt and keys out of this. <laughs>
0: Well, listen, Kingfish, try and pull yourself together here. I know you're feeling bad about this thing.
1: Yeah, Amos is right. There ain't no sense blubbering like this, Kingfish. Why don't you go and try to explain the thing to afternoon?
0: Oh, no, boys. She wouldn't believe me. Circumstances is against me, after all. How's I going to explain that I was, well, what I was doing at the Lonely Hearts Club ad in my pocket. I, look at the thing there, boys. There's a card that started the whole thing. Look at it, Amos. Why
1: would you be carrying a card like that around in your pocket anyway, Kingfish?
0: Hey, wait a minute here. Look at here, Kingfish. On the back is a telephone number, Hudson 2704.
1: Yeah, and that's your handwriting, too, Kingfish. Hudson
0: 2704, 2704. Hey, wait a minute. I got it. That's the number of a hair treatment place that I used to go to four years ago when my hair was falling out. Hmm. I kept the card because it had the number on the back. Ah. Well, this sure proved that you was innocent all right. Yeah, I'm going to take this card right over to Sapphire and show it to her now.
1: Hair treatment place, huh? You know, from the looks of your head, you got in trouble from both sides of that card.
0: Now, look, honey, I've been telling you for the last hour, the number is for hair treatment players. There it is right there on the back of the card.
4: Well, I do remember you used to take treatments, but I... Now, wait a minute, honey. I was innocent,
0: I swear. You knew that I wouldn't look at another woman.
4: All right, George. I believe you. I'm going to take you back this time. But believe me, it's the last time. If I ever hear of you looking or talking to a woman again, we is finished.
0: Oh, thank you, honey. I'm going down to the lawyer's hall now and get my suitcase. I'll be right back. Hudson
2: 2704. Hmm.
4: I think I'll call this number and check on his story.
2: Ford,
3: you're finished there, Mr. Telephone Man, with the installation? Yes, I've got the telephone all installed. Uh, What's
1: the new number? I'm usually the one that answers the phones around here. It's Hudson 2704. And by the way, uh, it just occurred to me couple of years ago, a hair treatment outfit had that number, but they've been out of business, so we're reissuing it. Oh, fine. Well, I'll be around if you want me.
0: Well, you got a call on it already. Phone's ringing
1: in the dressing room. Oh, somebody in there's got it. Hello?
5: Hello? Hello? Lennox Burlesque Theater. Fifi Lamar speaking.
3: Rexall family druggies.
1: Whenever you have a headache, remember, there's no faster acting aspirin made than Rexall aspirin. When swallowed with water, the five full grains of pure aspirin in every Rexall tablet are ready to go to work for you even before they reach your stomach. What's more, in the economy size hundred tablet bottle, Rexall aspirin costs you barely more than half a cent per tablet. Ask for Rexall aspirin at any Rexall drugstore.
0: And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we would appreciate you visiting your friendly Rexall Drug
3: Store. Good night.
1: See you next Sunday.
3: Be sure to be with us next Sunday at the same time when your Rexall Druggist will again present The Amos and Andy Show. The Amos and Andy Show is written by Joe Connolly, Bob Mosier, and Bob Ross. Stay tuned for the Edgar Berg and Charlie McCarthy program, which follows immediately over most of these stations. Ken Niles speaking. Broadcasting System.